Welcome to Body Talk, a podcast brought to you by Ravishly. Serving up bi-weekly discussions dedicated to exploring the weird, the gross, and the wonderful of the human body. I'm Joni Edelman. And I'm Jenny Barrett. And speaking of gross, I have a cold, so be forewarned. My voice is raspy. don't put your snot on the microphone. I haven't put my snot anywhere except sucking it into my body because I can't breathe out my nose. Well, don't do that on the microphone either. This week, we're talking about swimsuits with special guest Virgie Tobar. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about our own relationship with water wear and its sordid history in women's fashion. Yep. I wore my first bikini last week. You did. I was there. It was yours. Originally. Originally. It was nicer with my boobs. So. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't contain mine. Probably because mine are... Uh, they require slightly more lift. <laughs> I they point require slightly lift. more south. Uh, I yeah, mean, but I, which I, way do your nipples point? That's all I'm saying. I'm just okay. This is what's hard. Is my nipples? Nipple. <laughs> my nipples are like they're pointing the way that they, according to like our porn saturated, saturated, saturated world, like they're supposed to be, like this way. Mm-hmm. But they're just like they're just lower down than I would like them to be. Okay, well, my whole breast is lower down than I would like it to be. It's basically, it would be in the bottom of that bikini. Anyway, you wore it, and it was amazing. And I felt very cute. You were super cute. I took a picture of you. Yeah, and it had a print and cutouts, which are things that, like, I do not wear in real life. Um, It was much prettier than anything I wear in real life. I'm currently in a pug (laughs) hair-covered, weird, like... This is my dad's shirt that I found in the middle of the night last night when I took a shower and then didn't gonna, have any clothes. I'm going to drag you to the aqua side. It's like the opposite of the dark side. The aqua Oh, aqua the color. I thought yeah. you meant like the you water. were trying to say water but white <laughs> and you couldn't say it. Aqua. Aqua. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just found it in Joni's house while we were recording the last episode of Body Talk and put it on. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. It doesn't fit me. You can have it. And then we got in the pool. And then we got in the pool. And it was so fun. And so, obviously, that's why we wanted to talk about bathing suits. They deserve a whole episode. Totally do. Yeah. And especially bathing suits for larger ladies because you can have that. Or you can swim naked. I mean, also totally doable. Yeah, if you can get away with that, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I swim naked a lot, but my deck, my pool deck is as high as the pool is, and my pool is an above-ground pool, which means that when you're sta- oh. if I don't crawl into the swimming pool, then you're just like Tits then I'm, McGee then I'm the- just basically an exotic dancer on a platform. That's kind of awesome. I know. If only people would come and put dollars in my, in the slats of the deck. <laughs> <laughs> How many bathing suits do you own? Not that many, actually. Let, let's talk, let's see. I have... Okay, the fact that you have to pause and count is... Okay, well, look. Not that many compared to... I have, like, 55 pairs of shoes, okay? Mm-hmm. So... So on scale, it's not that many. So I'm basically... Yeah. Uh, so I have four that fit me. Uh-huh. And then I have, like, five, maybe, that don't fit me. Uh-huh. Or four that don't fit Because... I, I spent a lot of money on them, and when I, like, conmarried my closet, like, when I went all ballistic in there and started uh-huh. ripping things off hangers, my bathing suits are in a whole separate section. So I didn't actually 
purge them. And then I went to go get a bathing suit and I was like, oh, look at this adorable bikini top I still have. And then I was like, oh, ha, ha, that's funny. My boob will not fit in there even a little bit. So I have these, I have this blue and white polka dot one with a red bow. It's super patriotic, but it will, it would probably fit Kelsey. I don't know. It's really, um, it's really small, but I'm keeping it, um, not because I think I'm going to fit into it one day, but, but just because I think it's really cute. Let's see. I have, so I have the polka dot one and I have, um, anyway, a lot, probably like, like eight, a solid eight, but only like four that I wear. I have. And three, and three of those are two piece. And one of them actually has a bikini top and a tankini top. So, you know, you Ooh, can adjust your modesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One for my grandma's house. And yes. One for, and one for the beach. The beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wore a bikini to my grandma's house though. Um, for listeners who may have a different grandma, which is entirely possible. Um, my grandma's not like a fan of bikinis and I wore it to her house just cause like that was, I already had it on and we were going swimming and she was like, Oh, you got a new swimsuit. And I was like, yep, it has flamingos on it. And she was like, yes, it does. That was the thing that I noticed about that was the flamingos. Like that was her voice. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're just going to downplay this and then yes. just, it's going to be okay. She it's pretended it happen. Integrated into our relationship seamlessly. She probably would prefer if you just wore a dress. Like a, one of those dresses, like swim dresses. <laughs> like, you know, they have those still. And I'm like, what? She has a cute little skirt in hers. Okay, but she a does. cute little skirt and a dress are not the same. Yeah. And that's used to that used to be what you wore if you were allowed to go swimming. Yeah. Okay. And also we need to because I've been talking about it the entire time we've been preparing this podcast, the bathing machines. Yeah. Um, I found out about it in this woman's video that she made that was about the history of swimsuits. And women got into like a little shack that was attached to a horse-drawn cart. And they would back up. And I mean, I've never backed up a horse, but it sounds fucking hard. Yeah, there's no Into reverse. water. There's no reverse there. Beep, and it was like beep. a floating house and you would change into your swimsuit, but it wasn't a swimsuit. It was like right. a shift. Yeah. Just a dress that you hadn't worn before you were going to go swimming. A dress, a dress made of polyester. And then you would slip into the water so no one could see you in your indecent clothing. And the woman who made this video, I was like, wow, that is so interesting. We have come so far. She was like, yep. And that is why we should wear modest swimsuits. Oh. Like that was her. I was like. "Mm, mm." She's like, yeah, women didn't understand, really didn't understand the power they had to cause men to think of them as objects. Yeah. That's us. That's our fault. That's our fault. Yeah. It was such a cool video. She was talking about these bathing machines and all of the shit that we used to do. Um, which is interesting, but also like, wow, I'm so glad I can vote. Um, and, uh, and then she was like, which is why things were better then. Because we can make men respect us if we shut ourselves off entirely and don't hold them responsible for their own emotions. Like, I was like, and it was fine. It was incredibly, like, just like really well researched. And then at the end, she like leaned into the mic and was like... We were all made in his image. The end. Goodbye. And I was like, oh, okay. Covered in the blood of Christ. Yeah. Contextually, I was like, 
I'm fine with people saying that and think that's cool. But I was like, I thought this was like a Parsons presentation or something. And I was like, I don't, that was not where I thought we were going. But here we are. You remember when I, maybe you weren't here yet, but when I first started here as editor, um, I got a, an email from someone that was like, I want to give you a free bathing suit. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like it's FPF, SPF 50 and everything. That would be so sweet. And then I went to their website uh-huh. and it was like, like full body, like long sleeve and shorts. Like the Duggars? Yes. And I was like, so you read my article on being fat and happy. The article in which I am pictured in a bikini and then you want me to wear your long sleeve, long legged swimsuit. Uh, yeah. That's why they mentioned the SPF. They're like, you don't have to put any sunscreen on because this is. I don't need sunscreen anyway. Yes, you do. No, dude, look at me. Joni, that is not the point of sunscreen. Okay, the but. The point is not like, oh, I'm brown enough. I don't need it. No, what I'm saying is, is that your skin cancer risk is significantly increased if you sunburn. Uh-huh. And I don't sunburn. Okay, but also it's bad for your skin. Okay, but I wear SPF 50 on my face. But you should still put sunscreen on. Miley Cyrus did a campaign about it. I'll link it to you. This is two times today you've told me what to do. This is... You know, I don't know because you tell me what to do all the time. Because uh-huh. you're my boss and my aunt. And that's a... <sighs> Fine. <laughs> you should wear sunscreen. It's good for you. Yeah, a PSA. Wear, wear sunscreen. By me. skin cancer and also wrinkles. But look, I'm just saying. You got to keep your decolletage nice. Okay, but my granny worked in the cotton fields, man. <laughs> She never wore sunscreen. She did? You never told me that your granny worked in the cotton fields. Yes. She did. Really? No, you've told me like 50 times. That's why I'm saying that. Shut up, Jenny. (laughs) She wore a fucking bonnet, okay? And she did not. That's why she's fine, because she wore a bonnet. Not on her arms. But on her face. And like that shadow probably touched her like boobs. As a general rule, sunscreen. Sunscreen. It's, it's the shit. That's the history entirely of women in bathing suits. <laughs> Dresses to bikinis and everything in between is just a sad, scary... Yeah. Yeah. Um, before then, I guess we just never touched water. Um, yeah. Because we were witches and would melt. Melt. Uh, no, but I mean, some women do wear modest dresses now. I know a lot of Muslim women have um, dress coverings. Um, there's this woman whose YouTube channel I watch. Her name's Dina Tokyo, and she went to Egypt, and she's a hijabi, and um, she got like a she wears a special bathing thing. Yeah, she hated it, but I oh, mean, somebody probably likes it. There's someone who likes it out there. That's. That's my feminism. Someone might like, like it. That. So that's cool. Good for you. I'd rather swim in a garbage bag. Which is... Which actually may happen why? because if I end up with a cast or surgery on my leg, I looked and there's actually these things you can buy. Then they go up your leg or arm or whatever uh-huh. has the cast. And then they have like a 
basically like a rubber band, which is designed to cut off your circulation, but also keep the water out so you can swim with it on. So that sounds good. That's good for if you get a tattoo during the summertime. <gasps> I didn't even think of that. Because I got a tattoo earlier this summer because we live in California and so we are, summer started we are in very March. yeah yeah by mid-April we were like woo <laughs> summer's over yeah no wait it's only it's just beginning. time to pour summer the margaritas in in fruits yeah. season <laughs> um and I was like oh this is a great time to get a finger tattoo yeah and I was like it's even okay because like I can put my hand above the water yeah but you then your you're hand just swim. walking around with your hand above the water yeah and it was horrible, and I was like, "Wow, I'm never getting a tattoo in the summertime." I did the same thing with my with my mental Your semicolon. Yep, I got it last summer in July, and then I came home and I was like, mm, "Can I put my hand in a Ziploc bag? I don't know." Anyway, they do make those things, so if I have surgery or a cast, I will get one. Okay, what are we talking about next? We are <laughs> because we're. I mean, not that we're going off a script or any sort of thing at all. No, that would be. Mm-mm. Um, I think what we're talking about next is to our friend Virgie. Yes. Because she has really awesome things to say about swimsuits and we love her. And we talked for a long time. Yeah. This is another one of those things where I'm saying this is where we insert the interview because we already actually did the interview. Which is always how it's going to go. Here are the strings of this podcast. Uh, behind we're, the scenes. We're really not into showing you a, a product divorced from its process. Um, <laughs> so... Look, I think people should know how this works. I agree. I, think, I think people should know that it took me 22 hours to edit the last one. It probably uh, was more like 24 in total, but I'm just but estimating. Like two of them were crying. Yeah, seriously. It's a nightmare. Like no, you don't, I don't you don't realize how much goes into something as simple as recording your voice and putting it on the air. You got the whole iTunes thing to go through, like you gotta wade through there. Writing rules. the copy for everything. You have to deal with the copy, then you have to go out and you have to go and edit out um and uh and every pause and every time somebody says, Fuck shit, I didn't mean to say that. Like it takes forever. It takes a really long time. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Hard hands. In the in the long run. Yeah. Um, I don't do too much of the post-recording work because I do the pre-recording work. But even watching you do the... I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, we're yeah. going to die. Yeah. We made it through, though. We did. We made it through. Uh, we did it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. Now we We did it. <laughs> and that's just, we'll just put Virgie right there. No. Uh, Virgie Tovar is our really good friend, but she's also an awesome fat activist in real life. She was the editor of an anthology right. of stories written by fat women called Hot and Heavy. It's on my bookshelf right there. It is. And yeah. it I actually have two copies. Changed my life. And then I met Virgie and was like, oh, you're actually a person. And you're just as cool as the book you wrote. She's amazing. So she knows a lot about uh, plus size fashion. And we kind of want to make sure that we really focus on that this episode. Because fat girls don't get a lot of space at the beach. Well, look, this is real. Because when I was a teenager, um, I modeled bikini swimsuits and... It was not a big deal. I mean, of course, I thought I was like, I thought my thighs were huge or whatever, Uh but I was like a size four probably. And 
it was not a big deal to put on a swimsuit and have somebody photograph me and be like, yeah, check me out. I'm mm-hmm. looking at this great in this bikini. Then when you get, uh, you gain weight and then suddenly your options are limited and then also your, um, at least temporarily, your insecurity rises or it did for me. Mm-hmm. Although this is one of those things where when, when you become older, you look back at your pictures when you were a teenager or whatever and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought I was fat or I can't believe I thought I was yeah. this or I can't believe I thought I was that or my hair. I thought I, my hair looked stupid. Although in my case, my hair actually did look stupid in the 90s but or 80s. And then like, in no, the 80s. like your very first baby like marriage had Kelsey first. Yeah. T- pictures. That's yeah. interesting hair time. Yeah, both it was, you and my mom. It was an. It was not a time that we should repeat. Okay. So anyway, yeah, the the thing with the with the fat activism and and why it's it's important to focus on that, I think, is because that's a segment of of fashion that's been sort of eliminated or ignored for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, when your options aren't open to you, then you end up just wearing a dress. Yeah, or whatever. Like it or not. And we had a really good talk with Virgie about like the unique. Um, movements that exist yeah. within fat fashion and like fat kinis and why yes it's also just a bikini on a person's body right. but claiming it as a fat kini there's a lot of power in that and there's something to be said of like making a space that you were put in like because you are hard to deal with and not the norm yeah. um, into something that's empowering yep so that's what we talked about okay so let's cut to the interview with Virgie now Hi, Virgie. Welcome to Body Talk. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh We're gosh. so excited. We love you so much. <laughs> We're going to talk about one of your favorite subjects. Yeah. Uh, swimwear. Dudes. No, just kidding. <laughs> Men. Swimwear. <laughs> Baked goods. Baked goods. Scones. I mean, we can cover all of those things. I, we, can, we can find a way to... I mean, scones are one of my favorite topics, so I'm just yeah. saying... I'm just saying. Virgie, don't you have a bikini that has ice cream on it? I have a bikini that has ice cream cones all yeah. over it. And I have the matching jumpsuit. Dude. I There's tried a jumpsuit. To, I tried to buy that. I went. As soon as I saw you in it, I like went to their site and I tried to buy it. And all they had was the top. And I was like, could I make this work? Could mm. I just... Could I like go to a nude beach and be like, look, I just have ice cream cone top. <laughs> the opposite of a topless, yeah. just a bottomless. Just a bottomless exactly. beach. I mean, there are I was, assless chaps. I was pretty so bummed out about it. It's true. To be honest. So, I mean, I think there's something to be said about how nude beaches are kind of like not that cooch friendly sometimes. Well, A, sand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's always, like, the weirdest part of nudity to people. Yeah. Like, even nudity, like, Schindler's List type nudity, they're like, what? Women have vaginas? Yeah. That's a labia? Right. And it's like, yeah, that's it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dick's just yeah, hanging out. Yeah, meanwhile, it's, like, it's literally just like, yeah, mine is pretty, like, stable. There's no movement down there. Yeah. But you're not freaking out. Yeah. Meanwhile, right. flagpole. Flagpole yeah. over there. Right, you know, like the most impressive dong I ever saw in film was Viggo Mortensen <gasps> in that movie oh where he's God. like, yes. it's called like Eastern Dreams or yes. Eastern Promises or yes. something. I watched. I it's like it. I feel like I'm like, did you produce this film, Viggo? Because yeah. like, there's so much like bouncing dick of you in yeah. this film, and it's great. There's like unnecessary. Like, really, the fight scene had to happen in the shower. I love it. Yeah, I love no, it. I, yeah, and he's just like. 
all splayed out with his dong just like touching his thigh like like it's some kind of like I was immobile snake over there I was thinking about this yesterday just that who was like looked at the the genitalia of like human anatomy and saw a penis and was like that's the one we're gonna say is the best yeah I don't understand that thought process like someone saw a penis and had to be like yep that's mm-hmm. the superior one. That's yeah. our favorite. Fave. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why? I would have been like, is that okay? Are you yeah. Are you all right? Are you... <laughs> that would have, yeah. yeah, suffice to say, <laughs> we would have ended up matriarchal if it was my Suffice Michael. to say, Jenny's going to go see if that movie is on Netflix as soon as we're um, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So our hypothetical beach, though, for this episode is not nude. There are, there are bathing suits. There are bathing suits. How many bathing suits would you think that you own, Virgie? Um, I think I own twenty-seven bathing suits. <gasps> Thirty. I'm not sure. Like that Katherine Heigl movie where she's a mm-hmm. bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven dresses. Yep. Yes. Except twenty-seven bathing suits. That's amazing. I love bathing suits. I do too. I um I don't have that many anymore though because I have lost and gained weight so many times like I just keep buying new ones and then getting rid of the old ones. I should just keep them all. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. They've also there's been like a Maria Kondo in there that yeah. has probably purged a few bathing yeah. suits. Yeah. Yeah. And the boobs, the boobs keep changing. Yeah. But Virgie, you are I swear to you, you are why I wear a bikini now because uh, I never would have. I would have been like, I can't wear a bikini. Oh my god, my stomach is so bad. Yeah, I wore my first bikini last week. Yes, oh, I did. It's a big moment. Congratulations! Was, thank you. It was one that Joni's boobs didn't fit right, but they fit my boobs right. Yeah. So it was the Jenny has now has the flamingo suit from Swimsuits mm-hmm. for All, and it had cutouts, and I was very nervous. But then I was like, Ooh, yeah, it's yes. really cute. I thought so, oh, too. I, I was like, things are going to bulge out of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. They don't. They no. don't, though. My tits bulge out of it, but nicely. Yeah, in a good way. Yep. Yeah, in a right. good way. Right. Well, it's like bathing suits are like outside lingerie, and that's kind of fun. Totally. Yeah, like when I was little, and I grew up in a family where I wasn't allowed to wear a bikini, and then I grew up in a body where I also wasn't allowed to wear a bikini, like according to everybody else. Um mm-hmm. And so the the argument was always, it looks like you're in your underwear. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's my favorite exactly. thing to wear ever is my <laughs> underwear. So why, why wouldn't I do that? Like that is not a deterrent in any way whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, I was in that church too. And what I would do, I had a workaround. See, what I would do is I would get up in the morning and I would be like, oh, it's really hot. I'm going to take the kids swimming. Never mind. We didn't have a fucking pool, uh-huh. <laughs> but like we had a slip and slide, which was totally enough for me. And I would put my bathing suit on and I would be like, I'm going to have to stay in this bathing suit because they might want to go in the pool again. So then I would be in my bathing suit all day. I feel like the idea of modesty with swimsuits uh-huh. is so, and modesty with a swimsuit, like if that's your call, then like that's cool. But if it's not, it feels pretty awful. Even Swimsuits for All that has tons of amazing bikinis also has those swimsuits that go to your knees, like a dress. Yeah. And I see that and I'm like, why would you just, why wouldn't you just swim in a bag? Like, how would you even swim in a dress? Yeah. It just seems miserable to me. Yeah. And, and women used to swim in dresses. Yeah. Like big time. Thank goodness that's not happening anymore. What was your first, um, okay, so your first 
fat kini. Your fat kini <laughs> origin story. I need to hear this. Yeah. Okay. Actually, my fat kini origin story is kind of emotional. I, I love mean, it. So oh. yeah. To be like to begin with, my so to be honest, I I was like a toddler in a bikini. Like my mom was a fashionista. My mom was like the kind of person who would slutify everything like she would go to the thrift store and she'd find like a denim skirt that was maybe mid thigh and she would like cut it you know two inches and then add add lace to the edge to sort of like the hem um and she just kind of she was like she liked to bedazzle we had puff paints like she would take my denim jackets and she would like add elaborate like my little pony scenes with like motivational quotes my clothes (laughs) your mom was just like low-key molly ringwald and pretty in pink (laughs) yes exactly she was totally rocking that so and she was like my grandmother who they both raised me my grandmother was like, oh, my God, just she's going to get a sunburn. She's going to die. Somebody's going to kidnap her. Somebody's going to try and make her, make her their wife. And my mom was like, she needs to be free. So, so like, it was just this constant battle of, like, the, the pictures of me are, like, either me in a turtleneck with, like, corduroy, you know, um, overalls yeah. and, like, socks and shoes. Or it's, like, me with, like, a, a like fashionable sweatband and, like, a tiny bikini as a three-year-old. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> Let's get physical. <laughs> exactly. Uh. There's this picture of me as, like, an infant. And I'm literally, it's clear that my mom dressed me that day because I'm wearing, like, a sweatband <laughs> and, like, a rainbow-colored two-piece. <laughs> I love and I think that she even like positioned me so I looked flirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So that was kind of like so. To be fair, like the the sort of bikini, the two piece has like a history in my ch- like very early childhood. But then in adulthood, um, it's so interesting because like uh, so they opened a Forever Twenty One Plus size um, section within uh, this Forever Twenty One larger store in San Francisco. Um, I think it was three years ago now. It might've been four years ago now. And, and sort of, you know, I went with my friend and I was so excited to kind of check it out the first time we went. And then, um, the next time I went, it was, um, they were having, they were sort of, they had put out the summer inventory and I walked in and, and the plus size section used to be on the first floor, right? As you entered into the store. You would turn it. We right there, and so I walked in with my friend, and I and I went into this plus size section, and I saw this wall of two piece bathing suits of fat kinis, and I started to cry um, because I just couldn't believe that I had that I was seeing this in my lifetime. To be honest, um, like it was so moving, and I, I took like a thousand pictures of all of these bathing suits, um, and I just I just felt like it was this incredibly. It, you know, I think like in some people's mind, this is like a small gesture, but it was a massive gesture to me um, to kind of like actually have because I mean, there's lots of I mean, uh, some manufacturers, many manufacturers have made um, bikinis in, you know, from small or extra small to extra large for for quite some time. Um, but it never felt like safe like the cut never felt like something I felt was for me um that made me feel safe enough to go out in the garment and so to have like the high-waisted thing it was it was perfect for me as kind of like I felt safe in it um I felt safe to wear a a two-piece and I felt like it was a two-piece that was made um with with my needs and, and my body in mind um and so the first one I ever got was like a bright pink like neon pink um, two piece from forever 21 plus. Um, and, uh, I still have it and I still kind of 
mix and match it and stuff like that. But that was my that's my first fat king ever. That's such a I love that. That just makes me feel so it's so nice to see things that were made for you. Not just things that you can fit in, things that you can navigate, but things that, you know, someone was thinking of you when they made a swimsuit. Yes. Yeah. Which seems yeah. so small, but it's like you only when you see something like that when someone's thought of you, you think of all the times that nobody has. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah. so overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, um, I mean, certainly, like, there's, I, I think there's plenty of people who would argue, myself included, that, like, you know, you can wear a skimpy bikini as a fat woman, like, obviously, but I think that, um, I think for me, like I was mentioning, there's kind of an emotional safety element, and I feel like I really needed something that had a little bit more coverage because it just was it was too big of a leap even as somebody who's like an activist Mm -hmm. and has thought a lot about this it was just too big of a leap for me to go from like having had all this internalized shame that I you know that I took into summertime that I took into bathing suits and whatnot and it just goes straight into kind of this like super skimpy bikini I just couldn't make that emotional leap you know and so um, I've been noticing actually lately that people on kind of like fat positive feeds, like on Instagram and whatnot, are actually wearing skimpier bathing suits this season, which is really fun to see. I, uh, like, I think when I stopped breastfeeding, I bought a bikini that, I bought a Freya bikini because uh-huh. they they make the sized tops, right, in like bra sizes. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this and it'll be awesome. But like you said, this swimsuit, while it fit my breasts, I think was designed more to just fit a person who just had really incredibly large boobs, but not a body on the bottom half, <laughs> like yeah, nobody. I, so the bottom, so what would happen is I took a picture of myself in it and I was, I was like, I can't wear this because what would happen is if I moved at all, everything would come right out. Like all of, all mm-hmm. of my things were just falling out of it. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, part of it is coverage, but it's also nice to see someone thinking about bikinis that fat bodies look like, are made for you know like because you are fat you look good in it but it is really cool to see swimsuits that are made to look really great on fat women right when people kind of like that movement of drop the plus like this kind of you know this kind of movement towards like getting rid of the plus size designation I'm not a fan I can understand the argument for it but I'm not a fan because I'm like well but right like when you have more real estate, you can do different things with your body than someone who has less real estate. Mm-hmm. It's just physics. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, like if I have 100 acres, I can do different things with it than, I ha- than if I have 80. And there's not one that's better and one that's worse. It's just a matter of like, okay, um, I just have this thing and I'm going to work it. You know, and so I feel like um, totally in regards to sort of fashion, I, I love that there's kind of this um, – I don't know, there's like this eye, like you were saying, to the the plus size body um, and how I think that I, I love clothing designers and manufacturers that kind of have that in mind, you know, that like essentially that um, like, I mean, and I think you and I have talked about this privately, um, but the way that I find it really frustrating when a manufacturer will make 
um, clothing from an extra small to a 4X in um, the exact same fabric if there's a print and how like if a dress is very, very tiny, for example, maybe a very small print is actually really, really works with that dress and really works with a small body and how when you have a bigger body, bigger prints work better and often sometimes maybe the really tiny things get lost in like you the real look, estate, right? You look like a bed sheet. <laughs> like a, yeah. Like a I've, sheet from and the I've, 50s. And I've, and I've I have the privilege of being able to kind of vacillate between straight sizes and plus size. And mm. I have found that in plus size, there are, I always thought I couldn't wear prints. And it was, right. I thought I was too large chested and I just looked kind of drowned in it. And then I shopped at places that are made for fat women. And I found prints and I was like, whoa, I look like a total babe. Like yeah. my first bikini was a print. It has flamingos all over it and it has cutouts. And those right. things aren't just, they're not concessions that I make to wearing it. They're things that enhance how I look in them. And I really yes. like that. Absolutely. And I mean, I think um, I wrote an article, I think last summer, that was about watching plus size fashion affect straight size fashion. Um, because what you see when you look back, one of the things I did was I like, I was really interested in, and there was kind of like this, um, this new, um, surge of high-waisted bikinis in like the Victoria's Secrets catalogs for, for the summer season. And I was, I was, I was like, okay, that's interesting. I, I don't, I don't think I've seen that before. And I kind of went back and looked at like the swimsuit shows in the previous years. And after the, and before the fat bikini kind of like, thing happened um all of their bikinis were extremely had extremely skimpy bottoms and then a year after the fat bikini thing happened they started to carry um high-waisted and so it was like really interesting to kind of see um that yeah that like the way that like there was this reversal in the directionality of fashion the other thing that i think like people maybe don't necessarily um see when they when they think of the fat bikini um at least for me, the, what, when I see the fat bikini, I see the vintage cut, right? And, like, I think this is in, in some ways, uh, <clears throat> perhaps not consciously, a nod to, like, the queer femmes who really were the visible kind of people in the fat movement, um, you know, before there kind of was this explosion of interest in fat activism. And, like, at, you know, and, and when I think about the early days for me of fat activism before it really exploded online and became like a kind of a household conversation, um, it was a world entirely populated by queer femmes um, who had a really specific relationship to vintage and like the specific look of like the 1950s um, and kind of reclaiming that like very old school femininity. So in my mind, I see that history as well. And the high waistedness, I see this kind of like nod to that nod to that legacy of that fashion that comes very much from queer femininity. Yeah. I love that idea. And I love, I also love that that w- when you watch fat women engage with vintage fashion in that way and perform femininity at that high level, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it becomes like, you know, fat women shouldn't have to perform femininity to the level that they sometimes do. But it's also nice right. when someone tells you, like, you can't be a sexual object, you can't be something pretty, you can't be feminine to reclaim that in such a hyper feminine way. And I think fat kinis really are a great avenue for that because it's just like, it's it's glamorous to wear something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Virgie, are you going to bring your 27 bikinis to babe camp? 
I want to have one, at least one, possibly 1.5 bikinis per day. I think that's a good choice. I need to, I need to become a, like, a swimsuit having bitch. Because I just have two. Like, I'm not the kind of person who has a lot of shoes. I would have never thought, you know, as a little kid, I would dread going swimsuit shopping. Because, like, one, it had to be a one piece. Also, I was not a small, I've never been thin. So now with all of these swimsuits that are not just made to fit, but catered to, you know, there is a fashion movement that is of fat women that straight sizes are looking at, you know, to be able to participate in that and to get excited and like buy a bunch of swimsuits and have one for every day of the week. That just like, that makes my heart sing. Where do you swimsuit shop mostly? Oh, yes. Um, okay, there's a variety. Um, I'm going to give away a little secret of my favorite place to go swimsuit shopping. And it's rue107.com, R-U-E-107, 107.com. Um, it's kind of like a small shop in New York um, owned by, I, I think, at least, I think a woman. I, I don't know if it's co-owned, but... Um, but anyway, she's lovely. I've spoken to her before. Um, they are consistently putting out fantastic swimsuits. Um, and they're really, what's, what I love is they're, they're fashion forward. They're, um, they're kind of like vanguards. You know, like they're playing with the concept of the, of the swimsuit. Like, for example, this season, um, they had a swimsuit that had tiny little sort of spaghetti straps. And then it had an off-the-shoulder ruffle that kind of was really flirty and playful. Um, they have, they have uh, bathing suits. They have two pieces that are uh, like a neoprene, like spandex um, swimsuit material top that has long sleeves and is a, um, is a wraparound. I love that, um, the wrap thing. How cute is that? Yes. Yeah, and I think, like, again, it goes back to, I feel like, that they have an eye to some of the things that plus size women are dealing with. Like I'm somebody who has upper arm consciousness and it's like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely committed to trying to let go of those feelings and, you know, reconstruct my fat arms um, as like something that are powerful and mine in a lot of ways. Um, But again, like it's difficult to ask somebody to jump from you know, a culture where they're told to cover up into like complete and utter like self-acceptance and exposure. And so for me, like, I love the idea that there's, that there's a swimsuit that um, would make me feel a little bit safer, like still really cute and present and in my body. Because I think what's hard for me is like with the upper arm stuff, for example, is that it starts to eat away at my ability to have a good time because I'm really self-conscious about them. Um, And so I think like, I think it's totally okay to use fashion as kind of like a crutch sometimes like yeah. sort of have like this like emotional um this emotional sort of shroud or whatever you want to call it like this yeah. kind of garment that like makes you feel present and embodied and I think that that's what fashion really is at its best is like it brings out the best things about who you are and it helps you be present in in the space you know and I sort of feel like I have like complicated feelings about the fact that it's it's frustrating to me um, on a personal level and on a grander scale that yeah I think that like um, higher coverage is something that fat women and a lot of women feel safer with um, but that's not really our fault right no <laughs> so, like, yeah. but I mean um, I, even yeah. I have like 
okay, I've been pregnant six times. So my stomach, I've said, I, I say it's a curtain for my pubic hair, which is real, but there are certain swimsuits that if I wear, my stomach's going to come out of the top of, and right. then it's going to cut into me, which is not only it's painful and also just looks really bizarre, you know? Yeah. So I, so I'm really conscious of but that, I mean, which is why the high waist thing works for me. Part of what is so cool about having these options and even the option to, you know, like maybe cover some things that are not your favorite part about your body is having that amount of control over your body and like the number of options that mm-hmm. we have now right. to like, I think that's what straight size, that's what, right. that that's there too. And it's not some like special edition lands in shroud that's called like the flatterer. <laughs> like, no, it's, right. it's a gorgeous top that happens to also enhance the features you want to enhance. I'm a little concerned about what's in there to hold them up though. Cause yeah, I if, don't think there's a lot. It's just like, you're just, you're just chilling. Your no, boobs I are like just living their lives free like it's golden, right? No, man, mine not, mine, that may not work. Mine mm. may flop out. When I don't have a swimsuit available to me, like sometimes, cause I only have two. Um, my favorite thing to go for is like a bralette where. Right. Oh my God. Can we talk about this for one second? I believe. Okay. So in my car is a beach emergency kit. It's in my trunk. I love it. I have a bathing suit. I have a shift. I have a towel and I have sunblock. And I mean, ideally this beach kit has a parasol as well because that's like the queeniest necessity on the beach and the pool. Obviously. So I'm a big fan of you need to have a beach emergency kit at your fingertips at any time because literally a beach could emerge at any time. Like I mean, it it could like an opportunity to, you just never know. Like I feel like swimming pools are like, um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but I'm not thinking of anything except a 7-Eleven. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, beaches are like 7-Elevens. You never know when you you're going to need one, 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 and it's going to show up, and you're going to need a Slurpee, and you want to be in that. So, like, I just sort of – I think it's like – like, I have this – so I'm an advocate of this. I think it's really, really, really important to – like, whenever I travel, even if it's, like, in the middle of the country, and I know there's no natural bodies of water nearby, I'm like, who knows? Anything could happen. Okay, so there's two other things I want to talk about. One is like the vintage bathing suit. So vintage plus size bathing suits blow my mind. Um, I'm a big thrifter and vintage collector. Um, and I have found so many like 80s, early 90s style bathing suits with like the cone bra and the little skirt and stuff. It's like yes. so incredible. And, and I'm somebody who has started to really find a lot of joy in collecting these vintage plus size specific pieces um, because they, they t- I mean, the truth is right. Like Right now, um, fat women are kind of, um, you know, creating our own look in a lot of ways because of the the changing of the plus size industry. But for a long time, plus size has been its own thing. And I mean, it hasn't that has not been necessarily a positive thing. (laughs) Like, I think a lot of people have kind of dictated what fat women can wear. And a lot of it has been like incredibly kind of dowdy and matronly um, and often has like unnecessary detail and whatnot on it. But I've begun to find those pieces really fascinating. And I'm like, I think I'm going to be doing um, 
there's like a show coming up in San Francisco, an exhibit, and I, I think I'm going to be doing something with like plus size fashion pieces where I like deconstruct the pieces and make make kind of an installation. But um, but I'm really fascinated by plus size swimwear that's vintage because um, there's such a like story there, you know. <laughs> like yeah. and I, I'm fascinated yeah. by it. One of the things that's been so exciting about the Fat Kini and like the sort of traction it's gotten in social media is um, like watching how the consumer has really like the directionality of like consumer and manufacturer has really begun to shift. And I see plus size folks at the vanguard of that. I see plus size folks as the leader leaders in that shift in directionality. I'm like, for example, one of the things that really struck me was, um, so Torrid had a campaign leading up to their, their summer release and, um, and it, their hashtag was own it, you know, and they, and, and sort of, and, and they, I went to the, they had a pool party in Palm Springs and they, they sort oh, of show. I love those pictures those are the best. of all these, Perfect. all these fat women just like having the best time. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. And like, and they, and they, um, they did a preview of the summer collection, the swimsuit collection. And I was literally like, I mean, I guess not literally blown away because I wasn't, but like, (laughs) you were still present. You were clutching your flamingo inflatable pool toy. Like, oh gosh. Um, I was totally blown away metaphorically um, by the swimsuit collection. It was so good. There was like so much cute stuff happening. And it was like, I felt like the prints were very much with, very much directed with the plus size woman um, in mind um, and really fun and flirty and kind of fearless, you know, like two pieces. And then there there were sort of um, bathing suits that had cutouts. And it was just a really inspiring line to see. And I was like salivating a lot over it. And so it's just really interesting and fun to see, um, you know, Torrid has always kind of been a little bit edgier Mm -hmm. than other plus size Mm -hmm. brands, but not so much in the swim collection historically and I felt like this year they really brought it and it felt very much like consumer demand was what gave them the confidence to make this collection I think what's exciting at least to me is like um when I think about um fashion that works for me is is kind of not just seeing like the fluffed up you know, big bust as, as like what's sexy about being fat, um, like to really kind of, I mean, for me, it's been about, um, like exploring my belly. It's been about exploring my thighs and like things like that. Um, and that's, and, and for me, it's like, and not shying away from recasting what, like what having a fat body means to me. And in terms of like beauty and whatnot, the other thing for like, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day and like that really struck me when I first started wearing fat bikinis was um there was this whole, there was this space on my belly that had essentially never gotten sun or wind or a breeze or you know like any of the elements and it was so exhilarating to have this part of my body finally get exposure to like yeah all of these um, things that like, you know, I think maybe smaller bodies have been allowed to uh, sort of have out 
much longer than fat women's bodies have. Um, it felt kind of like really exhilarating for me just corporeally, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it was, it felt exhilarating on a political level because I'm like, Oh my God, it's political to show my belly, even a little bit of it in public. Um, but it was also exciting cause it felt really good. Like it physically felt really exciting. And this is something that's really important. I think for fat people, um, maybe fat, fat, women in particular, perhaps, um, is that like we get the sense of these new experiences that are exciting and pleasurable in our bodies because our culture like teaches us to utterly disembody. And so to have, um, to have like the fashion facilitate, um, this kind of new way of experiencing your own body and experiencing your body out in the world, um, is also really exciting to me. This has been so great. And I don't even think, Joni, I don't even think we're going to need to like record stuff of us talking much. <laughs> we're just going to be like, hi, we called Virgie. Um, <laughs> hi, bye, we called Virgie. Thanks for listening to Body Talk. It was amazing. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, Virgie. Was there anything else? Did you want to talk about Babe Camp um, oh, or yeah. um, anything you have going on? Yes. Um, so my next session of Babe Camp is in July, July 4th through 30th. Babe Camp is a four-week online course designed for people who want to break up with diet culture um, and ultimately like ascend into their you know, um, divine place in the babe pantheon. Um, and, uh, the deadline for registration is July 1st. Um, you can go on my website to find out more about babe camp, Um, and then I'm doing, um, a retreat, the first ever babe camp retreat in Jamaica, um, in November. And you can also find out about that on my website. And I'm going, (gasps) You're so, that's so amazing. I'm so excited. And it's, they'll be the first time I've ever gone anywhere alone without my, except for when I went to New York, but that was only two days. Yeah. Uh, it'll be the first time I'm, I'm ever going to go. That sounds so cool. I know. I'm so excited. Oh my I'm too late on the uptake. <laughs> I bought my fly. I got my ticket. I got my airplane Stop. ticket and everything. I'm, I wanna, I'm mad. Like, I'm going to have to buy some more swimsuits. <sighs> I am so excited. And I also, I did Babe Camp. Let me tell the listeners that I did the Babe Camp four-week thing. And I freaking loved it. In fact, I, in Google Inbox, you know, you can um, pin, you can like pin Uh emails to the top. I pinned every email because every one of them is like an incredibly motivational, like, you know, just fuck patriarchy. And it's like, seriously, I would just read them repeatedly. it's the way Virgie does it, too. Yeah. It's like, fuck patriarchy in this really tender, yeah. like, fuck welcoming, with a warm, nurturing ring. way. <laughs> and there's also glitter. Fuck and patriarchy with a necklace. I love it. One thing that I'm really excited about, that it, like you're the first ever to hear this announcement. I partnered with um, a small company called the Crybaby Club, and they have these little pins that say big girl panties on them. And they're, like, they're shaped like little panties oh my like they're actually it's so cute they're little enamel pins high-waisted white panties that say big girl on them and everybody who goes to babe camp jamaica is going to get one because we're doing a big girl panties workshop at, at in jamaica all right thank you so much for talking to us virgie and we love you we love you so much i love you thank you for having me all right now go swim wear whatever you want yeah. <laughs> Everybody, wear whatever you want when you're swimming. <laughs> Choice wisdom. Yeah, I'm a fountain. It's just flowing out of me, the knowledge. All right. Thanks, Virgie. Thanks, Virgie. See ya. 
that was fun. Virgie was awesome. As per usual. Per usual. Uh, and this this podcast is over. <laughs> We're done. Praise be. Uh, Jibless. Jibless. Uh, thanks for listening to Body Talk, presented by Ravishly. We'll see you in two weeks when Joni and I are going to share with you our body positive resources. No guests, just me and you. Yep, just us two. Mano. Just us two. Oh, mano. Mano and... Mano e mano? Mano e mano. Ma- mano. I don't... I'm... Sp- Can we just say frau and frau? Yeah. And my vacation. I had a va- I'm had going to have a vacation next week, so we'll have something to talk about. Oh, we can talk yes. about the beach and what happened at the beach. We can. We can do whatever the fuck we want. This is our podcast. And there's a baby waking up. Boom, there's a baby. Okay. <laughs> Tell them where they can find us, Jenny. You can find us online on our website at bodytalkpodcast.com or you can send us an email at bodytalk at ravishly.com. That is R-A-V-I-S. H L Y. And we will spell that for you every single time. Yeah, because it is really fucking hard to say. Um, Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. And you can find me at uh, I am Joni Baloney, B O L O N E Y on Twitter, and Joni Edelman on the Insta, the Insta picture, as my grandma calls it. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me at JennyBarrett.com and also at Jenny B on Twitter and at Jenny B on Instagram. All of this will be in the show notes along with pertinent links to the episode. And we hope you guys enjoyed. And cut to the bloopers after the awesome music. Of which there will be many. Let's get physical, physical. (coughs) Oh, I've been holding that coffin for a while. Count us in. This one is for the boys with the booming system, top down AC with a cooling system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got stacks on deck like saving up. Any L, he bail. He might got a deal. Yeah. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. He go, he bow. He might sell coke. He always in the air, but he never fly coach. He a motherfucker trip trip. Put him on the ship trip. When he make a dip dip, kiss him on the lip dip. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, he gets smacked if you look a hoe. I said, excuse me, you're a hell of a guy. I mean, my my like pelican fly. I mean, he's so shy and I'm loving your tie. You're like slicker than the guy with the thing on his eye. Oh, yes I did, yes I did. Somebody please tell him who the f i is. I am Nicki Minaj. I'm acting doos up, back coos up, and chop the deuce up. What? All, all right, lies. stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brand new invention. Something. Grab a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. When it ever stops, yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I glow. To the extreme, I rock the night like a vandal. Light up the stage and wax my chump like a candle. Dance. Okay. Have you guys seen this bunny, Wally and Molly? Let me see. No. Oh my god! What is it? I've seen it's him. A bunny. He's a floofy. <gasps> what the hell? He's so like. Why do his feet look like that? He's so leggy. That's how he's like cut. His That's hair. oh, they cut his hair. That's how well, he's cut like from from the cloth. From the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how God made him. <laughs> Are we recording right now? Yeah. Okay. That's how the good Lord did it. What the hell? Look at him. He looks like even look if real. Christopher Walken was a weird. rabbit. Dude, look at this in this. Look at him in the bike basket. Oh my god. <laughs> he does not even look real. He is real. His name is Wally and his other name is Molly. <laughs> I love him. He's so cute.
Yep, it has. Owen, if you make one more sound, I swear to God, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Cut your fingers off, Owen. <laughs> Owen, like I love you, but I need you to not be at this table. <laughs> this is my six. You do year not old. get a seat at the table. <laughs> no moving. Don't, Next movement. Don't lean in. It makes sound. <laughs> don't lean in. You need to hold your breath, boy. 